0: All this week, as part of his Micropolis series, WNYC's Arun Venegopal has considered the religious lives of New Yorkers and the way faith sometimes spills onto the street. Today, he profiles a young man who's working part-time and studying to be a social worker. When you meet him, he's apt to break into a smile when he shakes your hand. But 10 years ago, he was rejected by his family and institutional religion. Some of the details of this story are explicitly violent.
1: He gave me a jar with twenty-five dollars worth of change. Who did? My dad. And said, bye. This is what you want to do? Bye.
0: And that's how life started for me. Meet Kedar Powell. His life actually started in Brooklyn. He was born into a religious family. Dad's Muslim, his mom's a devout Jamaican Christian.
1: I was always in the church. I was in in the choir. I love to sing. Sing is my passion.
0: The problem started in his early teens. You know, as growing up, I always knew that I was different. At some point, his mom did too and tried to set him
1: straight in church. I got baptized because it's supposed to change me from being gay to straight and got out the tub. I still felt
0: the same way. I still felt that I like guys. His mother couldn't accept that. His parents had split up by this point, and he was sent to live with his dad, a martial artist.
1: Me and him fought. We fist fought. It was not like an old belt or anything. We fought because I was different, and he would get in my face. He was like, oh, if you're a
0: man, be a man, and then we'll fight. When he was 17, Kadar realized he wasn't welcome at home.
1: I overheard them talking, and they were saying, I don't want him in my house. He's living
0: a lifestyle that I don't want him to live. Having been cast down by his mom, now his dad... Kidar found himself on the streets of New York. I slept in abandoned buildings. I
1: slept in the train. I slept into, like, rugged-down apartments. I went to people's homes. I slept in the stairwell in a building. I
0: slept, um, I mostly slept on the trains a lot. Kidar's story isn't unusual. Jenny Livingston is the director of Paris is Burning. It's a classic documentary that explores the lives of marginalized LGBT youth in the 1980s and the underground world of ballroom, or voguing, which they created. 40% of the street kids in New York are queer. I mean, it's got to only be 10% of the kids are queer. So that means that in such high proportions, LGBT kids get thrown out. Who do they get thrown out by? Generally, the religious parents. And it's ironic. It's sick. It's really unfortunate. I don't know how those parents define what love is or what the you know inner principles of those religions are. Kadar survived on the streets for over five years, often by doing sex work. One time, Kadar got in the guy's van.
1: He took me to his house. He was married with three
0: children. His wife was away on
1: the weekend. And, you know, we were engaging in sex. He wanted to do a certain thing that you have to pay me a little bit more than what you're paying me now. And he's like, no. And I already had the pay that he gave me. So he blocked the door so I wouldn't get out. And I'm like, you know what? I'm not gonna have nobody take advantage of me anymore. And I just got the sudden urge to be like, uh-uh, I ain't going tonight. And he was a big dude, so I was scared. But you know, I picked kicking and punching, and I'm in my head, like, just get me out of this right now, just get me out of this. We fought, I kicked him, and I ran. And I said, I said, thank you, Jesus. Oh my God. It wasn't my time. Kidar is still religious. But he's wary of the institution itself. I don't go to church, no, but I believe in God to the fullest.
0: And yet he has found a community in an outreach program operated by the Church of St. Luke in the Fields in the West Village. They even let kids come in vogue on Saturday nights, just like in Paris is Burning. Jenny Livingston. It's a social space that people create. You're walking down the street and you know somebody might kill you because you're queer. And you're creating a space where you're loved at the very least, you're accepted.
1: It's very important for us to to perform. That's how we get our energy, our, our life, everything, because we're not noticed in society anyway. So this is where we can let and be ourselves.
0: Kadar says he hardly ever vogues anymore. He says it's a young man's game. He's now 27.
1: Oh, my God. They're calling me out.
0: But then his name is called, and he walks out to the middle of the ballroom. I'd spent some time with Kadar by this point, interviewing him, hearing his story, but here he is, on the floor, surrounded by a crowd. He gets down on his knees, spinning like a dervish. The crowd goes wild. Kidar is transformed. That was amazing! Wow, you were like spinning like a tornado. I think. Yeah, that's what I'm known for. That's your move, huh? Mm-hmm,
1: so. Do you have a name for that move? Tornado spin. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that's what we do. And it's a good feeling. I felt like when I was performing, God was there. God's there to give you that power, the strength to just beat them, you know?
0: This is Micropolis. I'm Arun Vanigopal at WNYC.